one of the critical factors in attracting a life partner is our physical presentation. And in this episode, you will learn about seven physical appearance issues that we need to pay attention to if we want to be our most attractive selves and attract lasting love. This is an important discussion, so let's get to it. Welcome to the Attracting Lasting Love podcast presented by CoachingWithFroy.com. You found the place where single adults come for mindful wisdom and insight into how to attract and create healthy, lasting, conscious relationships. And now, here's your host, the owner of CoachingWithFroy.com, number one best-selling author, certified relationship coach, and TV analyst, Roy Biancalana. Well, hello there, and Happy New Year, everyone. This podcast is dropping on January 1st, 2024, and I'm so excited that you are here today. This is the Attracting Lasting Love podcast. My name is Roy Biancalana. I am your host, and this is a podcast for single adults, and it's a podcast where I offer mindful and conscious perspectives on life, love, and the pursuit of intimacy. And I can honestly say that is never more true than it is today. Because today I am starting a six-part series that I am titling The Pursuit of Intimacy. Okay? And one of the things that I want you to know from the very get-go here is I'm going to be off-brand in a way (laughs) in that I'm not going to be offering you a bunch of mindfulness. I'm not going to be getting very spiritual in this series. I'm not going to be getting very psychological. I'm not going to be getting all into consciousness in this series. This series is called The Pursuit of Intimacy, and the subtitle is a practical guide, and a complete makeover so that you can attract and find your life partner in 2024. If I'm going to make a resolution this year in my professional life, it's this. I am resolving to put together a plan here for you, a a series of podcasts followed by a group coaching opportunity so that I can do everything within my power to see that you meet the love of your life this year. Now, I'm the first one to admit that I can't control how life unfolds, how and when we meet someone. But there's a part of me that says, ah, bullshit. Roy, give them and talk about the most practical things that people need to be focused on if they want to find a good relationship this year. And part of what that means then is it means we need a complete makeover. We need to look at ourselves and kind of start at the beginning and maybe pay attention 
to areas that we don't normally talk about. And and my promise to you in this series of podcasts is, especially today, I am going to talk about some topics that I have not addressed before or topics that I certainly have not spent much time on. And maybe that's my bad, that I have left out some very practical things that we need to discuss if we want to find a partner, okay? So I'm all in. This is my resolution to you, is I'm going to give it to you straight. I'm going to bring up some things that we should be talking about. And I guess I want to know, are you open for a makeover? Are you open to maybe doing uh, like an audit of yourself, of your life? Like taking a real look at yourself in some very practical ways. Are you open to doing that? Are you open to perhaps making some changes? Now, I hope so. And part of the reason why I'm doing this now is because, you know, it's January 1st. And all of us are kind of in the mood to set goals and resolutions and, you know, get out of bad habits and, you know, do something different with our lives. You know, even though, you know, in the grand scheme of things, the calendar is a made up thing, right? It's just now, you know, (laughs) there's a little bit of spirituality for you. But, you know, the calendar was just invented by man as he looked at the stars and he noticed seasons and they made a calendar. So this idea that, you know, 2023, all of a sudden now is 2024 and it is the end of a year and the beginning of a new year. But that's kind of arbitrary. No, it's just yesterday and today. It's just it's just now. But. It really is true that we feel like we're finishing something and we get a fresh start. We get a new look. We feel like, all right, I can start over. I I can put some things behind me. And so I think all of us are in the mood to be looking at our lives that way. And I want to capitalize on that. Right? I want to get, I want to take advantage of this kind of, being in the mood for setting new goals and resolutions. And I guess I want to know, are you ready for a new relationship in 2024? Are, are you maybe sick of the search? Are you sick of listening to podcasts and learning about this and doing all that stuff and maybe never getting results? Are you ready for some results Are you ready to see something really change? And that's where my heart is, is like, I want to push us kind of over, over the line into real results. And so I'm going to spend the next six podcasts on talking about some of the most practical things that I can think of that are extremely important if we want to find our life partner in 2024. But I'm going to do one more thing on top of that. Okay? The sixth podcast in the series is going to be out on like February the 6th. Okay? 
on February 19th, that's a Monday, I am going to be offering an online group coaching program. Okay? It's going to be via Zoom. It's going to be on six consecutive Monday nights. Okay? And it's going to be a six-week boot camp. Right? It's, it's, that's why I call it. The, the name of the group coaching program is Online Relationship Boot Camp. Right? So I love that term boot camp because a lot of us are familiar with go into the gym, you know, you can join a short-term fitness program, like get together every Saturday morning, group of people that want to kick their butts and get in shape, you know, and it's a short-term thing. It's like a, a fitness boot camp, okay? Well, I want to do a, a relationship boot camp, and it's going to be a six-part thing, like I said, on a Monday night, and the title of it is called Relationship Basic Training. Six weeks to getting in the best relationship shape of your life. So there's a combination of things here. We're going to do six podcasts in a row. And then you have this opportunity to do a group coaching program with me. Now, it's going to be limited to about 15 people. And you can register now. Registration is open. Okay? And I suggest you jump on it. Because it's going to fill up pretty quickly. Because I don't want to get like 60 or 80 people in this thing. Then then there's no intimacy. There's no chance to take questions. There's no chance to, you know, hear somebody else's perspective and learn from one another. I want it to be a relatively small, intimate group so that we can connect with each other. We can ask questions. We can learn from each other. And I'm going to be bringing teaching to it. And it's going to be all focused on getting your butt in relationship shape so that you can find a partner this year. So it's, so what I'm offering here is kind of a, a plan. If you will stick with me through these six podcasts, then if you get into that group, I think you are doing everything that you can do to prepare yourself for a great relationship. Okay? Now, the podcasts are free, of course, right? The group coaching program is 500 bucks. Well, it's 499. Okay? And you're going to get six one-hour group coaching programs. You, Everyone in the group gets a copy of my book. That's included. Okay? And everybody in the group is going to get two private, like just me and you, half-hour coaching sessions. You get two two half-hour sessions with me, and those are half-hour sessions where I'm not going to be trying to sell you into something else. No, I'm going to give you actual coaching. So it's I think it's an incredible opportunity, a very, very valuable opportunity opportunity and I think it's at a great price. Six one hour group sessions, all the interaction that comes from that, you get the book and then you get two half hour sessions with me for four hundred and ninety nine dollars. And I think the benefit of it, of course the group thing is a lot less expensive than 
doing my individual coaching program. And I think there may be some people out there that are like, I don't know if I'm ready to work with Roy one-on-one, or maybe I don't think I have the money to work with Roy one-on-one in his his four-month coaching program, but I think I can scrape together $499 and get this six-week kind of intensive boot camp thing. And when I pair that with these six podcasts, man, I think I'm, I'm setting myself up to meet somebody special this year. Okay. Now to register, there's two ways. One, you just go to my website and you'll be able to find on the menu bar, the online relationship boot camp. You can register right there, but also over the next six weeks or so, I'm going to be sending regular emails to my database, to everybody who's in my system telling you about this. I'm going to make videos and I'm going to be promoting it for quite a while. So if you don't get my emails regularly, then I think you want to get on the list and you can hear about it. And in the emails, there'll be links to register and all that kind of stuff. Now, the way you get in my email is by going to my website. And on the front page, there is something called the Relationship Fitness Self-Assessment Test. If you've never taken that, you should. It's a free evaluation of your current relationship fitness level. Your results are confidential. But in order to get them, you have to put your email in so that the system can send you your results. But then when your email is in the system, you're going to get all of my emails until you unsubscribe. Okay? So that's the big picture. And I know I've spent nearly 13 minutes. You know, and people tell me, Roy, love your podcast. You probably need to get to the meat of your podcast faster. And I, I you're right. I am going to be doing that, making that change. Today, I need to give you a bigger picture to inspire you as to what's possible and to let you know what my heart is in in this series of podcasts. Like I'm, I'm just going all in in support of your pursuit of intimacy. Okay? So you're going to hear more about this over the next six weeks. I'm not going to take this much time, but I'm going to be reminding you of the group opportunity that's coming at the end of this series. And so don't worry if some of this went by you too quickly. You're going to hear about it more. But you should definitely go to coachingwithroy.com and then you can find out about some of the things that I've just been talking about. Okay? (sighs) All right. Let's take a deep breath here. And as we start our series on the pursuit of intimacy, this practical guide and this makeover, we are going to start on perhaps the stickiest, trickiest topic that needs to be addressed. We are going to talk about our physical presentation. Okay? Now, this is a minefield for me. You know, for a number of reasons that I'm sure you already know why. Anytime we talk about our looks, our bodies, our our physical presentation, um, there is so much of an opportunity 
to be misunderstood. There, It's so easy for people's feelings to get hurt. It's so easy for people to feel like they're getting shamed. You know, we do live in a culture where there is, for lack of a better phrase, fat shaming, right? We celebrate the Victoria's Secret model, the guy on the cover of fitness, you know, what it was, fitness magazine or men's health magazine, right? We have an obsession with beauty in this country. Maybe it's that way in other places around the world, but it certainly is here. And if you don't look like a runway model, if you don't look like, you know, you should be on the cover of men's health, it's so easy to feel put down, made made fun of, dismissed, and and shamed. And so right from the beginning here, you just need to hear that, that I don't feel that way. I hope never to communicate about this subject that makes you feel that way. It is not my intention. However, we have to talk about this. You know, we can get all spiritual like we normally are on this podcast, get all into the consciousness stuff and the mindfulness stuff and work on how we communicate and deal with our emotions. We have to let go of the past and look for our barriers, and, and which is all true, right? But most podcasters, coaches, therapists, they shy away from having a conversation about our physical presentation for the very reasons I just said. I often think that one of the most difficult things for a medical doctor is to have patients who are not taking care of themselves physically and that doctor has to say something, you know, has to really challenge them to make some lifestyle changes and changes to their diet, changes to their exercise and so forth like that. It's very easy to offend people around that. But, but doctors are, are doing malpractice if they don't challenge, you know, their patients to take better care of their physical bodies. And I think I'm doing a kind of malpractice if I don't talk about this, if I don't take the risk of pissing people off or hurting someone's feelings, even though I'm going to do my very best, you know, not to do it. So we need to talk about our physical presentation, but not from a place of shame and not from a place of guilt, not from a place of judgment. Okay. Now the, the place I want to start with our talk about the physical presentation is probably the most important thing that I'm going to say in this entire podcast about it. In fact, everything after this, I don't even know how much it matters. If you get this first principle that I'm going to share with you, the question is, what is our motivation when we talk about our physical presentation, which, by the way, 
I'm going to talk about a lot more than our shape of our bodies, okay? There's a lot to our physical presentation. Uh, but one component is going to be, you know, the way we take care of our bodies. And so I want to start that conversation by saying, okay, what's the motivation? Okay? Here are a couple of different motivations that we can have when we talk about our physical presentation. We can say, you know what? I want to get my butt in shape early this year because I want to do it so that I can meet someone, so that I can be more attractive. I can be more desirable. So we can have a motivation to get our bodies in condition Maybe lose some weight, maybe get more toned, maybe put on a little muscle, you know, whatever it might be. We can do that with the purpose. I'm doing it because I want to find a partner. That ain't it. I completely understand that. And in fact, I think you've probably heard, you know, some goofball online writing some blog on how to tell if your partner is about to leave you, right? And one of the things they always say is, if you find your partner is all of a sudden going to the gym all the time and eating healthy and kind of getting in shape, well, they are getting themselves ready to get back out there because they're about to leave you, <laughs> okay? <laughs> so... It's, I just say that to say that it's not unusual for this to be a motivation. And I'm not even saying that it's bad to do that. What I'm pointing to is it's, that's not, it's not really the highest motivation. You're trying to get yourself looking good so that you can find a partner. But what happens if you're in that kind of motivation is once you find a partner, well, then you quit working out. I mean, I achieved my goal. I got a partner. So, you know, I, we can let ourselves go. And we all are familiar with this. If it hasn't happened to us, we know we can see it in others. Okay? So you have to ask yourself, what's my motivation for this whole discussion around a physical presentation. Am I just going to try to get myself looking better so that I can find someone? I don't think that's the, the best place to be. So what is the proper motivation? Well, I think it's simply, it has nothing to do with finding a partner. It has everything to do with loving ourselves. The proper motivation when we talk about our physical presentation is not to try to get ourselves to look a certain way that we think will get some results. The motivation is, what would I do if I truly loved myself, if I valued myself, if I thought myself important, if I thought of myself as worthy, if I cared about myself, what would I do with this body that I've been given? 
And I maintain that when you look at it from that perspective, first of all, that doesn't change when you find someone because you didn't do it to find someone. I love me. I value me. I'm important. I care about me. Therefore, I just want to be healthy. And healthy doesn't mean being on the cover of men's health. It doesn't mean that you're a one a runway model and the, the Victoria's Secret fashion show or whatever. Healthy, healthy is kind of a relative thing that you feel into yourself. You, you and possibly your doctor, your medical doctor, can decide on what's healthy for you. Because we have different genetics, we have different lifestyles, we have physical ailments, different things make getting in shape and being fit difficult or more difficult for some people than others. Our age makes a difference. Trust me on that one. I'm 63. I work out a lot. My body does not respond the way it used to 30 years ago. <laughs> okay. So so we are not we are not looking at a standard. We are not letting Hollywood or Madison Avenue or some magazine or Kim Kardashian or whatever. We are not letting anyone determine What's healthy for me? That is a you decision that maybe should be made in conjunction with your doctor. I'm going to suggest as a practical step that maybe you make an appointment with your doctor right away, as fast as you can, just to have a frank conversation. Doc, what, what should I be working towards in terms of my weight you know, to be healthy, right? And you can talk about your particular life situation and your genetics and your your body makeup and your schedule and your lifestyle with your doctor and come up with, this is the weight that I'm shooting for. This would be healthy, so that's what I'm pointing out here. The question is not how ripped or how hot do I need to make myself look to find someone. No, that's not it. It's like, I want to be a healthy person. And the reason I'm going to be healthy is because I just care about myself. I love myself. I, I, I'm important. Now, What's the truth of the matter? A lot of us don't love ourselves, or at least not enough. A lot of us don't feel like we're worthy or important. A lot of us really struggle with that. And I think that's one of the reasons why we let our bodies get in unhealthy states. Is that the way we treat our bodies... I think very much can reflect how we feel about ourselves. 
Now, as I say that, I do want to recognize that there are some people who are very much into health and fitness and they're ripped and they're in the gym, but these are people that are very insecure. They are egomaniacs. They are vain. They are superficial, right? So whenever you see someone that is in pretty good physical condition, I don't think it's fair to say, oh, that person loves themselves. That person really cares about themselves. No, I think we can really want to get in shape and and get ourselves, you know, physically fit for a lot of real pure ego reasons and a lot of insecurity and all kinds of other emotional issues. So I just want to make that clear. There's not a if a person's overweight, they don't love themselves. If a person is in shape, oh, they must love themselves. No, 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 that just, that's just not the case, okay? But the more we care about something, the more we seem to take care of it, right? The more we love something, the more we think about the way if you have children, right? you love your children, <laughs> right? And so... You want them to be healthy. You want to take care of them. You want them to be safe, right? You, right? So you don't mistreat your children, right? If you, if you do, you end up in a psych ward somewhere, right? So like I'll give you a basic example. You know, about six months ago, I bought a car. I bought a new car for myself. And it's a sporty little car. And, you know, I just, I love my car, Okay. <laughs> I do. It's really important to me. I took a lot of time trying to pick out what I wanted and get the right color and the right size engine. And, you know, my son doesn't give a rat's ass about his car. He's not, he's 30. I don't care what I drive, dad. It, It matters to me, right? So I love this car. And I am not exaggerating when I tell you that I wash this thing at least four times a week. Okay. It's like I'm obsessive about keeping the car clean and beautiful. You, if you looked in my car at any time, you could randomly come up to me out of the blue and say, well, let me look inside your car. Let me look in the trunk. And you're going to say, it looks brand new, Roy. There's, there's no dirt. There's nothing. It's perfect. (laughs) Now, we could argue about whether I'm a little weird and I'm a little obsessed. My point is, if I care about it, I take care of it, right? That, that's my point. And I'm like, you know, we live in these bodies, or at least, I don't want to get too spiritual. I said I wouldn't do that. It, it appears that we live in the body. Actually, the body lives in us. But, you know, we appear to be walking around living in this body. It's the only one we got. Most of us don't want to die. Most of us want to live a full, long life to enjoy our lives, to enjoy our friends, our family, our kids, our grandkids, maybe our great-grandkids, right? So that means you just take care of this thing. So the first thing that I I just want to ask you, um, do you... Do you want to make a shift in how you treat your body this year 
based on the perspective of, I care about myself. I love myself too much to put that shit in my mouth. I I care about myself, so I know that I need to exercise this body a little bit to keep it going. It really is true. If you don't move it, you'll lose it. Maybe we need to take a look at what we're drinking. You know, a few years ago, maybe 10, 15 years ago, there was a time when science was coming out with research that, you know, a glass of red wine or two a day is good for your health, okay? And I, I, there might have been some studies at that time that seemed to indicate that. Every single study in the last 10 years is saying that's a bunch of crap. There is absolutely no benefit to alcohol at all ever <laughs> okay the, the the medical community is agreed across the board it's poison and some of the fitness experts that i follow they say all right maybe two maybe three drinks a week you can probably get away with without seeing any real negative impacts on your physiology your ability to sleep your metabolism and all that Two or three a week. Shit, I could do that in 45 minutes, right? So I don't want to get too much on a tangent on that. So I want to come back to this really asking yourself, am I treating myself like I love me, like I care about me? Now, someone might be thinking, well, I, I think I struggle with self-love. I struggle with self-care. I sometimes have stories that, that I don't matter, that I'm worthless or I'm unlovable or I'm unwanted, right? We have these core stories of being deficient in some way, okay? So if you're, if you're like, I struggle with self-love, what do I do, Roy? And I'm going to give you some very deep, some very deep psychological advice here. Okay? (laughs) I'm being sarcastic. You know what you do? You fake it until you make it. You ask yourself, what would I do if I loved myself? Remember those bracelets people used to wear? WWJD? What would Jesus do? Right? People were followers of Christ and they had trouble with that. And so they wore that little bracelet and they look at it and they just, okay, so in this situation, okay, what would Jesus do here? Right? And it might have been like, I don't want to do that. I'm not inclined to do that. I kind of want to do something very much different. But if I sort of know what would Jesus do, then I can just fake it and just do it. Okay? <laughs> In a way, if you struggle with self-love and self-care, fake it. Simply ask yourself every day, what am I going to eat and what am I going to drink and what am I going to exercise if I did love myself? And you know the answer is going to come. 
it's like, no, you're not going to eat that Twinkie. (laughs) (laughs) Right? You're not going to have a six-pack. You're not going to skip doing some kind of exercise. You won't. Because that's not what you, that's not the way you live when you care about yourself and you want to be healthy. So this is not about being sexy. It's not about being attractive. This is about, I just want to be a healthy person. And I want to, I want to love myself. I want to care for myself. And if I struggle with that, then I, I'm just going to say, what would I do? I'm going to fake it. What would I do if I did love myself? Okay, so get real, get, get real practical right now. What does that mean for you? What changes do you need to make based upon what I've just said? Like, what are you going to do with this? See, these six podcasts are not going to help you un- unless you act. I don't want to make you smarter. In the next six podcasts, I want to challenge you to do something differently, because if you do something differently, you're going to get a different outcome in your love life, right? But if we do the same things over and over again and expect different results, then we're insane and we're going to stay single. So what are you going to do with this? Are you going to join a health club and are you going to go three times a week? Are you going to go in your pantry and get rid of all that shit that you know you should not be putting in your body? Are you going to take that vodka or that that wine or that whiskey and pour it down the drain? I'm not putting that crap in my body anymore. Right? So what are you going to do? And maybe you need to set up some systems Because it's so easy to fall back, isn't it? I mean, why is there a phrase, yo-yo dieting? Because we get all gung-ho, we uh, we go, we go, and then by the middle of January, eh, right? Anybody who goes to the gym regularly hates this time of year because it's really, really crowded. But if you ask them, they'll be like, eh, by middle of January, it'll be back to normal. Because everybody gets on their high horse, they go work out, they start doing this, and then they don't show up anymore. So you have to know that you're capable of making a resolution and breaking it. Of saying, oh yeah, you know what, Roy's right. I, I really, I'm not healthy. I'm not taking care of myself. How is someone else supposed to love me if I'm not loving me? Like, how does that work? I'm going to come back to that in a minute. The mirror effect. Remind me to come back to that in case I forget. <laughs> right? But what do you need to do to set yourself up for success? Do you need to get someone in your life as your partner to say, listen, I'm, I'm making these changes. Can you hold me accountable? I'm going to check in with you, you know, a couple times a week. I want you to ask me how I'm doing. Can we do it together? Can we be training partners? Can we, can we be health, health partners because there's chances are there's somebody close to you in your life that needs to make the same changes to get healthy also. Okay? Now, back to the mirror thing. Here's what I want you to know about your physical presentation. You are a walking billboard 
You are a walking advertisement. It's written all over you about who you are and what you're about. You have a physical presentation. You show up looking a certain way with a certain kind of energy. And if we aren't loving ourselves, if we aren't respecting ourselves, if we aren't caring about ourselves, how in the world do we think we're going to find someone to care about us? Hey, like attracts like. The law of attraction also applies to our physical presentation. Hey, if I'm undisciplined and I don't care about myself, you're going to find someone who doesn't care about you either. There's a mirror effect. You know, who we are kind of goes out in the world and it gets mirrored back to us. So it's like, if I can't learn to love myself, and, and maybe we need to do some one-on-one coaching if you really struggle with this. And I, I love helping clients deal with their self-image, deal with their self-care, deal with some of these stories of being unlovable, unwanted, not good enough. It's that underlying stuff that then produces unhealthy lifestyles, right? Let's not put the cart before the horse here. It's the internal stuff that that gets reflected like fruit on a tree. If the fruit's rotten, it's because the tree's rotten, right? So maybe we need to work together and and kind of get at some of these underlying uh, stories that we carry about ourselves that make it very difficult for us to care about ourselves. But as we're moving in the world... We're sort of telling the world how we feel about ourselves. And then we attract people that feel about us the same way. That produces dysfunctional, manipulative, codependent, controlling, unhealthy dynamics. Okay, so I think I've, I've addressed that pretty well. But now I want to talk about other aspects of our physical presentation. Let's talk about the way we dress. Okay, and before I even get into this stuff, I have to admit, you're going to say, Roy, I'm not made of money, right? I mean, and, and that's true, right? I mean, because we need to look at the way we dress. And we we might need to invest in the way we dress ourselves. Maybe we need to buy some updated clothes, you know, to be a little bit more stylish, right? I mean, some guy goes on a date and he's meets some, you know, she's just a great girl, right? And, he, and he's dressed kind of like a slob. And well, what is she going to think? It's like, I don't know. It's just like a slob, right? I mean, so... You know what some of us, it might be good for us to do? There are people, it's not me, okay? This is something I'll tell you, I'm not going to coach you on this. I don't, I, don't, I don't know style very much. There are image consultants. There are people that you can pay to go shopping with you, <laughs> right? To, to help you with the way you groom yourself. 
Like some of us need to go get a really good haircut and spend some money on a hairstyle. Whether for women, maybe it's highlights or something. I mean, a, a lot of women are pretty good at that because they, they're so much more concerned with their radiance. But I've met a lot of women that they don't look like they, they're taking care of their appearance. Right? Now, right, if you don't have any money, I mean, a, a woman's cut and color and style is cut, you know, hundreds of dollars, depending on where you are and where you go. Right? So I get it. And a couple of new outfits, man, can run you 500 bucks in a heartbeat. Okay? I was just telling my wife, I need a new pair of kind of runaround jeans. Not fancy designer stuff. I've got a couple of those, but like a pair of Levi's or something. You know, I just need a pair of jeans. And she looked online, yeah, like a hundred bucks over there at Macy's. Like I'm like, what the fuck? A hundred dollars for a lousy pair of jeans? But I took them, you know, probably made it in China for like a dollar and a quarter. <laughs> okay. So I understand this stuff is expensive, but you might need to invest in an image consultant. So you know what? I need a physical makeover here. I, 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 I need someone to give me some feedback about, and you don't have to buy a whole new wardrobe, but maybe a couple outfits, maybe a couple shirts, pair of pants, you know, some, some shoes, you know what I mean? Like I just, if I'm talking to guys right now, man, women notice that shit. They really do. I mean, I don't know how they, they know if you're, if your shoes are, cost you 60 bucks or 600 they know <laughs> right so I, I see a woman's purse i got no idea it's a fucking purse right and like my wife said no that's a that's a coach or that's a whatever that, that purse is 800 i'm like really how do you know she's i just know <laughs> okay so we need to be thinking about the way we keep our facial hair like i i see guys sometimes they got hairs coming out of their nose their eyebrows look like a porcupine. They got ear hair. And, you know, it's like, look in the mirror. Did you, you didn't comb your hair this morning. You got out of bed. You, you look like you just walked out of the bed. I mean, what are you doing? How do you go on a date looking like that? Right? How do you, how do you go anywhere where you think you, you might meet someone? Now, I'm not arguing for if you're going to go to the grocery store to pick up a couple items, you got to get all dolled up, you know, and you got a guy's got to get dressed really nice. No, come on. You can throw on a pair of t-shirts and shorts and flip-flops and go to the store, right? But there are other times when we're out and about, we're, we're with friends, we're after work, we're, you know, I don't know, going to yoga, we're going out and we're doing our hobbies, we are presenting ourselves. We might meet someone and maybe we want to present our best self. So maybe an image consultant you need to, to talk to. I'll tell you this. When my ex-fiance broke up with me and I was kind of back on the market, I, I, I knew I needed some help in my physical presentation. I was in decent shape physically, but I don't, I don't, Clothes are not that big a deal to me. Like, I don't really care. Um, but I did know it was important. I, I did know women care. And I wasn't trying to be phony and make a woman think that I'm some clothes hound and stuff like that. But I also, you know, 
didn't want to look like a slob. I didn't want to look out of date. I, you know, I didn't know what to do. And there was one woman I met online through Match.com, and we had a couple of coffee dates, and we just didn't have the chemistry. I mean, she was a wonderful person. She's still a friend of my wife's. Even to, My wife just went to lunch with her last week. Okay, So this is like 17, 18, 19 years ago when I first met this person. But she was kind of a stylish person. Maybe that's one reason why we didn't connect is she just, maybe it was some way I presented myself. Who knows? Um, it all worked out for the best because I'm with the great greatest woman now. But I called her up. Her name is Kim. I called her up and I said, Kim, would you take me shopping? <laughs> like, like. I got like, uh, she said, well, how, you know, what do you want? How much can you spend? I said, you know what? I, I think I can squeeze a thousand dollars. Like I, I just need a little makeover here. Can she was so fired up to do that with me. And we went to the mall, we went to some stores and I tried stuff on. She's like, nope, that ain't it. Oh, that looks great on you. This and that. And that. Okay. And so I bought some new stuff and she hooked me up with her hairstylist. And then I, I just got a normal head of hair, right? I mean, uh, you know, but it was like $75 for a fucking haircut, okay? It's like, you kidding me? But I did it, right? I don't know how long it was. I, it might have been three, four months later. I went on this first date with this woman named Mary Margaret. And I was wearing the clothes that Kim bought me. And you can ask her someday. She said, and we had talked on the phone a few times and we had met at a conference physically, right? So she had seen me and met me. And like for our first date, she told me where she lived because we had built some rapport. There was some trust. You would never give somebody your home address meeting them online, right? But we had met in person. We spent about three hours together. We had lunch after this conference when we met. We talked on the phone a few times. You know, so there was some rapport built. And so our first date, I went over to pick her up at her house. And she'll tell you to this day, you walked up to the front door and it was, you had me at a low. She said, you just looked so good. Okay. <laughs> right. So that, that's an important part of this. And yes, it may cost some money and maybe you can't, maybe you can't do much. Maybe you can do a couple pieces of it. Maybe you can buy one new shirt. Maybe you can just get a haircut. Maybe you can get one one new outfit. Talk to someone about changing a hairstyle. Something like that, okay? Certainly, you've got to be thinking about your grooming, about the way you smell, about your facial hair, about... Those things. You need to look in the mirror and say, would I go out with that? Okay? <laughs> okay? So those things are cheap. They're no-brainers. You just pay more attention to how you look and how you smell. And I've got to mention our teeth. And I don't think men find women attractive when their teeth are awful. I haven't heard too many men say that that's a big deal. Um, but I've heard a lot of women say if a man's teeth are nasty, that's a big deal. Okay? And I don't mean just brushing them. I mean, maybe we need to invest some money in getting our teeth straightened out. 
you know, you can do this nowadays without having to wear braces and without having to have some major stuff done. But I had terrible teeth. I mean, my teeth are still not great because I don't have a great jaw. But I invested some money in some, what do you call them, veneers or crowns or whatever. But I I had some work done on my teeth because they were, look, you could have raked your front lawn with my teeth originally. (laughs) And I had braces when I was a kid. They just didn't work very well. So you need to just, what do I need to do about my, my physical presentation? What can I do? What can I afford? And I think that's going to go a long, long way. In a couple of weeks, we're going to talk about confidence. Your confidence is going to be affected when you're wearing something somewhat stylish. You've taken care of your appearance. You look in the mirror and like, that's about as good as I can look. <laughs> right? I mean... We're not all Britney Spears. We're not all Adam Levine. Fuck that, right? But we can be the most attractive that we can be. Right? I've always been an average-looking guy. I, I don't walk through a mall and women's heads don't turn toward me. I had a, a roommate in college, a guy named Bob. He was an engineer. The guy looked like a fucking model. I mean, the chiseled face, the the bright blue eyes. He was tall. We'd walk through in college through the commons or whatever, and I swear to God, the women were going to break their necks looking at this guy. That just has never happened to me. (laughs) So we all have a ceiling on how attractive we are. Let's at least reach our highest ceiling. That's that's a great way to think of it. What is your ceiling on attractiveness? Get there. Get there any way you know how. Be the best looking version of yourself. You need to lose 20 pounds? Damn it, lose it. You need to buy some new clothes? Get it. You need some shoes? Get it. You need to update and get a couple belts and accessories and you need to get your hair colored. You need to get a new cut, you need a, whatever. Be the best looking version of yourself. Now, I actually completed the podcast, uh, but I forgot something. So I'm editing and I'm inserting something here because there are two things in terms of our presentation that I haven't talked about that are very important. And the first is where and how you live. Now, my story about women is that their houses and their living spaces are kept neater and cleaner than guys. But that's probably not universally true. There really isn't hardly any universal truth when it comes to people. So I just want to say, whether you're a man or a woman, man, you're, the way you live is a reflection on you. Someone comes over to your place. The bathroom is disgusting. The kitchen's dirty. I mean, 
there's stuff kind of laying around. Again, I think it's a reflection of, do I care about myself? And if I do, I'm going to take care of my physical surroundings, my living space. There's all kinds of energetic things involved when, when and how, you know, where and how you live. It affect, it can affect your mood, it, all kinds of things, but it certainly affects someone's opinion of you. I mean, you might bring someone back to your place and part of the thought process might already be, is this person the one? Is this my, my life partner? And then they see how you live and they're like, no, it ain't. No, it ain't. I ain't, I ain't living like this. I, you know, okay? So you really need to think about your living space and how you're living. I'm not talking about is it decorated and all expensive pictures and furniture. I'm not talking about that. Is it clean and is it neat? Okay? Um, like, guys, you know, when's the last time you changed your sheets? You know what I mean? <laughs> Come on. All right. The other thing is your car. Now, I've already shared how I'm obsessive about my car. And I'm never going to encourage someone to be like I am in that regard. But... Doesn't it say something about a person? You get in their car and there's crap everywhere and it hasn't been cleaned in years and there's stuff on the floor and on the back seat and there's dust and stuff like that. I mean, I mean, a lot of us, you know, our, our cars are a pigsty. Now, sometimes we, we work out of our cars. You know, we we travel because of work and our cars and, and stuff like that. But so I, I just want to ask you to pay attention. Like if you were going to go pick someone up in your car on a date or if someone's going to walk you back to your car after a date, maybe have your first kiss by the car and they look inside the car <laughs> right so i'm really advocating here for a complete look and a, and a real audit of all parts of your life your body your clothes the your teeth, your hair, your car, your house. It's like when you look at your life, I mean, really in a, in a relationship, what's actually happening? You're deciding, do I want to spend the rest of my life with this person? And nobody wants to change anyone. No, nobody wants to get in a relationship and say, you know, I'm going to change them. I'm going to convince them to not be this way or to do this or to change that. You know, oh, I'm sure when I get with this person, they'll take care of their bodies more or they'll clean their, you know, they'll pick their socks up or, right? That's garbage. You don't want to go into a relationship trying to change someone or hoping that they're going to change in some way. You know, you, you want to buy them as is, right? <laughs> it's like buying a new car. They're not going to change it for you. 
But when you buy a, when you buy a used car, don't they clean it and wash it and you know, maybe it's got some miles on it like all of us do, but don't they primp it a little bit? I mean, what would it be like to go on a used car lot and the car is dirty, has never been washed, it's crappy on the inside, there's junk laying around. I'm not buying that piece of shit. <laughs> so I'm just saying we need to think about this stuff. You know, someone's going to, I'm buying you as is. So how do you live and who are you and what's your life like? And do I want to join into that? Do I want to get involved in that? Is, does, is that attractive? All right. Okay. So I think I've touched on every aspect of our physical presentation. Maybe I've forgotten something. I hope not. But I just, um, I just want to really encourage you. Like, what are some things I need to do on this physical level that would make me more attractive? That would be an expression of I care about me. I love myself. And that here's a life and a lifestyle that a person would want to join themselves to. Okay? All right. Now, next week, we're going to talk about our purpose, sort of our meaning, what our lives are about. I think you know and I think you will find that when our lives are about something bigger than us, that makes us not only happier and we feel more fulfilled, we feel more of a reason to get out of bed, but when our lives are about something bigger than us, it just makes us attractive. It just makes people want to be connected to us because we feel purposeful. We feel committed. We feel them as a type of ambition. Okay? So that's going to be next week. And so until then, bye-bye. You've been listening to Attracting Lasting Love with Roy Biancalana. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with anyone you think might benefit from listening. Check out our website at coachingwithroy.com and tune in every week for more insights and wisdom on creating healthy, lasting, conscious relationships.